Welcome to the Pod Buffet, your selection of five-minute tasters by podcasters from around the world. And this is the Saturday Digest. Perfect for that late breakfast or early brunch. Enjoy. Hello, Peter. Hello, Jen. Well, have I got a doozy today. Ooh. My nearly 10-year-old daughter has a whiteboard in her room. Yes. Which she loves, P.S. And totally unprompted, she ran to her whiteboard the other day and grabbed a pen and wrote at the top of the board, what makes a leader, question mark. And I would like to spend this episode unpacking what she wrote next. Yes, yes, yes. What can we learn from your brilliant daughter? I love it. This is the long and the short of it. Okay, so let's just first offer a little bit of context. I don't think I've spoken in depth about my daughter, except maybe on the first episode when we were talking about fear, back in episode one. Way back when. Uh, So, obviously, she's my daughter, which means she has to live near my bookshelves, Mm. (laughs) (laughs) which means what she sees around the house are lots of books on leadership and personal development, empathy, etc. So this is already in her consciousness. But what I was surprised by was the array of answers that she gave herself for what makes a leader. So to set us off, what I'd like to do is read some of this to you and then would love to hear if you think she <laughs> is on the right track. If she's got a book. Let's okay. figure out if she's so, got a book. Right. So at the top of the board, it says, what makes a leader? Then in the middle of the board is the word leaders. And then she circled it and did like a word cloud, I guess, where she connects the dots between the word leaders and all of these other words that I'm about to say. So each one of these is in its own sort of cloud bubble, pointing back to the word leaders. And this is how she defines a leader. Ideas, thinking before you act, caring, kindness, forgiving, upstanding, saying sorry and meaning it, behavior, attitude, confidence, inviting, Making up, which I think she means apologizing, sharing, Uh changes of behavior, and helping others. Oh, my gosh. This is your 10-year-old daughter. 
<laughs> Almost 10. Almost. And then there are two other sections of the whiteboard, which I might as well call everything out right now, and then we can just dig in. So on the bottom left hand of the whiteboard, she wrote positive self-talk. Hmm. And then underneath it, she wrote, I can't do this. This doesn't make sense. I'm not good at this. And then she wrote a bracket. And on the to the right of the bracket, she wrote, yet, exclamation point. So she turned, I can't do this, into, I can't do this yet. Or this doesn't make sense yet. I'm not good at this yet. Oh, my goodness. And then on the right, I know, it's crazy. On the right-hand side, it says, mistakes, oops, redos, always help us learn more. <laughs> what? I just can't even fathom the intellect and the brain and the creative genius that your child has. It is wild. So, I mean, I have so much to say about all of this, but like just to call out how amazing such a whiteboard is and how many delicious noodles there are in this whiteboard. One of which is, I mean, to me, I hear her like she's doing the imposter two-step in that corner of the whiteboard that you mentioned where it's like, I can't do this, but I'm saying back, I can't do this yet. Like that to me is she's doing the imposter two-step. <laughs> wild well i got to give credit to her teachers for that because i believe that that self-talk has been imparted by her wonderful fourth grade teachers it's so wild so prior to seeing this whiteboard if you were to talk about the same like if you were tasked with the same thing which is to create a word cloud of things that a leader does do you think that you would come up with something similar? Are there any glaring omissions? Are there any things you hadn't thought about that are on there? There are definitely things on here I hadn't thought about, and there are things that I, I think I would add. Mm Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Coffee Explorer podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Stone, and today we are going to take a journey south. Grab your passport because we're headed to Panama to a teeny tiny area called Chiriqui. So you would fly into Panama City and then take a small plane over to Boquete and then take a truck way up into the jungles of the Cherokee area to the farms of Joseph Brodsky. It's called 90 plus, and that's the brand of farms he's created. And he has really been a trendsetter and a difference maker in the world of coffee processing. And I'm really excited to discuss with you today, a coffee called Drima Zede. You can see it in the show notes, but it's D-R-I-M-A. Z-E-D-E, -E, which is the name of a person in Ethiopia of which Joseph is very fond and uh, named this coffee after him. So 90 plus created every year creates a whole lineup of products ranging from the highest of the high quality and uniqueness. Some of their coffee sold for $10,000 for a pound a couple of years ago. We didn't have that coffee, but I'd like to, I'll tell you, just be worth tasting. However, I will say that my taste buds have reached the furthest 
edge of the taste spectrum in coffee with this particular bean, the Dreama Zede. It's actually a Katura variety, so not the exotic geisha that we expect from Panama. However, the processing is what makes this coffee extremely wild. It's called a thermal controlled natural. So what does that mean? They're pretty proprietary about the processing method, but we can guess that the coffee cherry was picked at the moment of freshness, perfectly ripe and possibly punctured in some way and then sealed in a a 50 gallon drum and left in the sun for a while, maybe in some other sort of tank. Maybe it was gently simmered. I'm not sure. I love not knowing actually and, and trying to use my imagination to figure out what they've done with this coffee to make it is so flavorful and complex. I know that you want to taste something that sounds like it's been fermenting in the sun for a while, but that's, Hey, that's what they do with most any spirit like wine. This coffee is it's like butterscotch candy. It's a really strong, quick sweetness. It also likens to a, a high quality aged rum, not really old rum, like dark rum, just a gently aged rum, like plantation. You know, it does have that kind of boozy note. Acidity, brightness, liveliness in this coffee is Yes, exists very much so. Purple grape. My friend Donnie Brazil, my new colleague, he's a roaster in Virginia. His notes included tart cherry and cola. And that's some of the acidity notes he picked out. And then he, back to the spirits analogies, picked up a sherry aged scotch. Yes, I can appreciate like the peaty herbal notes. But this uh, sherry aged scotches, these are these scotches are very rare and they are aged in these old sherry barrels from the south of Spain. His notes also include toasted coconut and malt, roasted malt and powdered cinnamon. Some of my other notes included a fig, fresh fig. I love that Donnie pointed out in his notes to me that this coffee tasted like a memory. It brought back something that maybe wasn't a, a blatant note or flavor in the coffee, but it reminded him of this chocolate shop, Praline, that he had in Belgium. Just a moment came back to him when he was tasting this coffee. And I think that's just one of the most magical and amazing things about a, a great coffee is the memories that come back and the memories that are formed going forward when you have a great coffee and insightful moment. So like I was saying, this Katura coffee is extremely unique. I can't go on enough about the fragrance and aroma. Even the beans will smell up the room. And when you grind them, you just get these wonderful herbal notes. That's phenomenal. And then the taste is profound and intense. It's not for the fearless. It's could be an occasion coffee, even for some, it is intense to maybe drink this coffee every day. And that is one of the reasons why it is in this category of cafe privé select is that it has multiple flavor levels. It is a rare coffee. There's not a lot of it produced. And so it's pretty limited availability, but it's very sweet. It gets high marks for acidity and medium high marks for body. It's got a nice, clean, creamy body that supports all those other wild flavors in the cup. You can purchase this coffee at cl.com.
ciel.world, C-I-E-L.world. And again, I would prefer brewing it, and I do brew it as a pour-over, a Chemex pour-over with a perforated stainless steel Abel cone. I have a recipe that is on our website. I can send it. You're welcome to download it there. The recipe is, uh, I have a very particular pour-over recipe that I think brings out the best flavor of this coffee. And actually, Joseph Brodsky himself said this coffee has a Shiraz. A sh- I want to add one other tasting note to this coffee. Shiraz, or Syrah, is a very full-bodied red wine character to it as well. I could talk on and on just about the taste of this coffee, and I'll use again Donnie's words. Coffee has a personality, and it knows exactly who it is, and it is not ashamed to let you know it. I hope that you do try this coffee. It is a little more expensive than some others due to the limited availability and the intense processing that goes into making this really wild and gorgeous coffee. Let me ask you a question. Do your friends call you a coffee snob? Do you insist on waking the entire house every morning with your grinder? Then you will love the exclusive collection of coffees from CL. Complex in flavor, micro-roasted to order. Access to the vintage awaits at cl.world where you can see our line of highly curated coffees. That's C-I-E-L dot world. And we are not snobs. We're experts. Welcome knowledge for caregivers. My name is Kathy, the host of this podcast. Since I have been a geriatric nurse for almost 10 years, helping seniors age in place, I'm going to give you the knowledge that I use to help my own family so you can help your family. I sat in a living room with green flowered wallpaper on the wall in an old antique couch with the antebellum legs looking at the daughter she was trying to be all smiley the mother was a little bit scowly they were trying to explore their next option about where mom should live and what kind of help she might need of course mom grunted i want to stay home and the daughter said mom we've talked about this i know you want to stay home but it's not safe. That's where I came in. I'm a nurse. Our company provides caregivers in the home for people. It's kind of like assisted living in the home. Many times it's a compromise that the families will reach together. Though mom will usually say, I've always taken care of myself. I don't know why I can't now. After the talk and mom agrees to get some help, many times the daughter will walk me outside. And then we have what I call the driveway conversations. They don't know where to turn. They only get 15 minutes with their doctor. So they began to ask me, does she have dementia? I went to the doctor. He didn't say, should I run more tests? How do I make sure that people don't take advantage of my mother? 
We stand in the driveway and I talk about their ability to make decisions. That we can't take away a person's ability to make decisions no matter their age, unless they've been declared mentally incompetent. It's hard not to be able to have control when we just want to protect our loved ones. We really just want what's best for them. They want what's best for themselves too, but they see it differently. They ask the question, why is mom falling? That's a complicated question. I could spend hours. I usually start by go to the doctor and have your loved one checked for a bladder infection. And everybody looks at me like I'm a little bit crazy. I don't understand. Mom doesn't seem to have any symptoms of a bladder infection. I said infections, especially bladder infections, will be manifested by confusion and an increase in falling. It's always one of the simplest things to check. Even in my own family, I'll say, go take our loved one to the doctor and check for a bladder infection. And the doctor says, I'm not doing that. They don't have any symptoms. They keep falling. I keep saying the same thing. Sure enough, they discover that the loved one did have a bladder infection. Once they give them antibiotics, they stop falling. It's these little things that people learn along the way that they wish they had known when they first started on the caregiving journey of helping their aged loved ones. These driveway conversations that I have, I could spend days answering everyone's questions. I just don't have the time. Then the question comes, mom is not doing well and the hospital wants to send her home on hospice. Tell me what that means. Most people think that hospice means you just have a couple of days left to live. And yet mom still looks like she's healthy. Maybe this question and answer doesn't happen in the driveway, but on the phone or in my office. As I tried to explain that hospice means that a person has about six months to live, yet no one can put a timestamp on how long anyone can live. I've known people that were on hospice a couple of days. I've known people that were on hospice a couple of years because no one actually knows what our bodies will do. Yet hospice has provided a great service to these people, and I encourage them to look into hospice. That's what this podcast is about, for you to be able to go through with wherever you are in your journey and go, I want to know about shower chairs or walkers, and you can listen to that topic. I also recommend if your parents are reaching anywhere close to 60 to start listening. Because many times children or loved ones are having to make decisions in a crisis mood. And that's not a good time to make a decision about where someone should live or what should be their final arrangements. Knowledge for caregivers will give you the knowledge you need as you take on the caregiving role, whether it is small or whether it is 24-7. Thanks for being here and hope to see you again soon. Pod Buffet, the eclectic mix of podcasts from around the world, brought to you Monday, Wednesday and Friday with a digest on Saturday morning, just in time for a late breakfast or early brunch. Enjoy.